Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for May 9th, 2018. And Wednesday, we have afternoon games, there's night games, so Slate's broken in half, talking about the night games here. And there are some pretty expensive pitchers on the high end, and Gio Gonzalez in a decent matchup at 11400 but that's a lot to pay for him. Rick Porcello, 10800 he's been really good this year, except it's a really tough matchup for him against the Yankees, and Patrick Corbin, 13300 is just really, really expensive. So do you like any of these guys, Matt? No, I don't really at all. There's um, there's probably only one pitcher on the whole slate that I actually like for his price. So I think this could be one of those situations where it makes sense to just play lighter, go all in on one guy, and then kind of mix around the second spot. So do you just want to jump straight there? Because I don't really have any interest in overpaying for any of these high-end guys. Yeah, I don't really like much of them for the price tags either. Uh, I think Julio Teron moving down could be mo- could be moderately owned at 8900 because he's been really good in three of his last four starts. That's also just a lot to pay for Tehran, who on the whole hasn't been great this season. He's been okay. He's been better than he was last year, except still for 8900 I think that's probably a bit too much for him. The guy who I definitely think is the best play for his price is Alex Wood, all the way down at 7600 He's actually pitched really well overall this year. He's not walking anybody at all, so he's the one guy who stands out as the kind of obvious value play, I also expect him to be the highest owned pitcher on the slate. But he's the pretty obvious choice, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, uh, the Dodgers played the Diamondbacks five days ago in the same pitching matchup, and Corbin and Wood were basically these same prices, and we thought Wood was a good play on the road in Arizona in a hitter's environment, even at roughly the same price. I think he might have been 7900 for that one. So he's actually cheaper here, and he's at home. It just seems like a real misprice. Um, the Dodgers are actually favored for the game, and Wood is barely more than half of what Patrick Corbin costs. So that's his opposition. So the the pricing algorithm just got this one wrong. I mean, Alex Wood may or may not pitch a good game, but he should cost more, way more than seventy six hundred on average. He's probably a nine to ten thousand dollar pitcher most of the time, and this is a fairly favorable matchup. The Diamondbacks' offense isn't very good. Uh, but even if it were a neutral matchup, I think it's still way too cheap for him. So Wood is the guy probably to use in every single lineup. And then I think, yeah, some of the other guys you mentioned could be mixed around. I think my next favorite pitchers are some combination of Gio Gonzalez, even Julio Teron because it's such an easy matchup against the Rays. Um, I think Nick Pavetta is a little too cheap. Um, so I would say use Alex Wood all in probably and then kind of just mix around the other spot. Yeah, uh, one other pitcher you didn't bring up is Nick Pavetta at 6,900. Nice. Uh, so Pavetta has been really brutal in three of his last four starts. But overall, he's been okay this year, and at 6,900, I think there's upside in rostering him. Uh, maybe I wouldn't want to if there were better pitching options on the slate, but there just isn't really. So Pavetta at 6,900, I think, is in play. Uh, none of the guys who are any cheaper, uh, LeBlanc, Skoglin, Garcia, Kashner, Stratton, I don't really want to roster any of them. So I actually think further prices wouldn't put that are my two favorite pitchers. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think the problem there is that it leaves a little too much salary. So Pavetta and Wood, I think, would be the best combination if we had an expensive offense we liked. Um, Using them together, I think, leaves a little bit too much money on the table. So um, I think it still makes sense to have Pavetta as the second highest owned pitcher, but I, I don't think it makes a ton of sense to have him in more than half of lineups or anything like that, uh, because the one offense that we like the most is pretty cheap, and it doesn't really it's not really necessary to get those price savings. 
Um, but yeah, in a vacuum, I think Pavetta is number two behind Alex Wood, and there's a lot of value on him also. All right, and James Paxton just finished the no-hitter, just significant because I add that up. One thing that's kind of funny about Paxton before we talk about the offenses is he obviously he was good to start. He pitched a no-hitter, but he was probably better in his last start against the A's when he had, what, 16 strikeouts and one walk, uh, but didn't even get the win in that outing. So the win is is silly. Uh, Moving into offenses, I think the team that has the highest expected output on the slate, and one of the reasons why I – do you think that the uh, Pavetta-Alex Wood combo is doable? Is The Braves' offense has been really ridiculously good this year. Well, at, certainly lately since Acuna came up. And they're going to be facing the Rays' bullpen in a bullpen game. Um, Ryan Yarbrough is starting. I guess he's okay. But in general, the Braves aren't going to be seeing a lot of really good pitching in this game. And even though they're expensive, I think that since my two favorite pitchers are cheap for their prices, I think it makes sense to fit them in together. Uh, so actually, my favorite offense on the slate is the Braves. So I know there's an offense that you like who you think is a better value. For me, it's just that I prefer the value on the pitchers to the value on the offense. So what's the offense that you like? Well, I would still rather stack the Orioles and leave money on the table than stack the Braves. I'm just using the Vegas line for some reference here. The Braves are minus 110 favorites in a game with an over-under of 8. And the Orioles are minus 125 favorites in a game with an over-under of 9.5. So the implied run total is way higher. Um, I think Eric Skoglin is substantially worse than a bullpen game. Because even though the relievers aren't great quality pitchers, the fact that they only have to pitch a few innings at a time means that they just pitch better. Um, A bad reliever is still substantially better than a bad starter. uh, Probably even better than an average starter. And the Braves offense, I think, is better than the Orioles. But... It's not by some huge amount because the Orioles are healthy now, and I think the Braves have overachieved a little bit. Like, I think they're a top 10 offense, borderline top 5 offense, but I think the healthy Orioles are a middle-of-the-pack offense, too. They are playing at home, Atlanta's on the road, and Baltimore is a much, much stronger hitting environment than Tampa Bay. So I I still think the Orioles score more runs than the Rays. I think, I mean, more runs than the Braves. I think they score more of their runs via the home run because they are very boom or bust. Um, So the Braves might be a safer choice, but... The Orioles have a ton of righties against Eric Skoglin, who is bad. The The Royals' bullpen is really, really bad. Um, and the, the Orioles are also much cheaper. So I guess if we ignore price, I still like the Orioles. But if we're including the, the price difference, I mean, the Braves have a bunch of guys that are priced over 5000 Manny Machado is the only Orioles player priced over 4000 um, So there's, there's a big difference between the two in terms of price also. But even without that, I still think the Orioles score more runs. So... Alex Wood and the Orioles offense, I think those are the kind of like the closest to lock picks that I've seen this year where I just I like them so much more than the other choices that we have on this particular slate. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely like the Orioles offense also. Um, the other thing, too, is that you could you could make combination stacks of the Orioles and the Braves with those two cheap pitchers and Manny Machado fits in pretty easily with the Braves offense because there isn't a shortstop to roster for them. So let me look at the other issue I have with the, with the Orioles is whenever I'm stacking them against the lefty, I mean, I know that Scoglin sucks, so maybe it just it matters less, but all of their hitters are reverse splits. So I never really like any of them outside of Machado against a lefty. 
Yeah, I think Mancini is actually – he was reverse splits for like the first half of last year, but I don't think Trey Mancini is reverse splits anymore, or at least he's neutral. Um, Jonathan Scope, I think, is pretty close to neutral too. The big reverse splits guys are Adam Jones and uh, Mark Trumbo. Um, Danny Valencia, who they have this year, is a pretty good hitter against lefties. So it's not as concerning as it was last year because I think Trey Mancini has changed a little bit and the um, the acquisition of Valencia has made them better against left-handers. Um, we haven't seen it in practice yet because these guys have been hurt for most of the year. Scope just came back off the DL. But I think Scoglin is going to be out of the game early enough where it really doesn't matter that much. Yeah, it's Mancini actually had a 126 WRC plus against righties last year and 94 against lefties, except he's been better this year against lefties than righties. So uh, put into that whatever you want because he hasn't been able to hit righties at all this year and he has a 158 WRC plus against lefties. So maybe he's just a good hitter against both of them. Yeah, uh, but th- for the I prices, I definitely like the Orioles also. Um, I think another offense that could be worth looking at as a contrarian spot, or at least for plugs, is the Nationals. Joey Lucchesi's been pretty good this year, except the Nationals' offense now against lefties figures to be a lot better now that they're healthy. Zimmerman's back, Rendon's back. So I think Zimmerman, Rendon, Turner, and then you could really roster Harper against anybody. I think all makes sense as plugs, especially if you're going to roster cheaper pitchers. Uh, but for stacks, for me, it's mostly the Braves and the Orioles. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I think it's really the Orioles and Alex Wood, and I think I would mix around teams to kind of plug with them. I think the Braves make sense as a secondary offense. I think the Nationals are a decent secondary offense. Um, I wouldn't avoid the Yankees-Red Sox game just because it's Tanaka versus Rick Porcello, um, especially not against Tanaka. He can be as homer-prone as anyone. So I don't think making stacks of the Yankees or Red Sox instead of the Orioles makes too much sense, but... For plugs, I think it's pretty similar spot to the Braves or the Nationals. But yeah, the focus here, I think, should be Baltimore and Alex Wood and then just kind of diversify with the rest of the roster. All right, so that is going to finish today's podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at GIronbergDFS. Matt's Twitter handle is at PreachingSense, and we'll be back for Thursday slate.